0: And we are joined at this time by state representative Randy Fry for his weekly uh, legislative update. And uh, good morning to you, Randy. Good morning, Tom. And uh, of course it is uh, starting to uh, uh, we're now at halftime if you will the uh, general assembly session and uh, understand that uh, today is a an important deadline, Randy.
1: It is, Tom. Today's the third reading deadline. Third reading is uh, where uh, if a bill hasn't passed by today in the House or the Senate's third reading deadline, that the House bill would effectively be dead, the Senate bill would be effectively be dead. So uh, a great deal of bills are drafted, and uh, most don't get a hearing. And so we're uh, about to uh, make that changeover after today. Tom, uh, Tomorrow we will begin with Senate bills will begin to be scheduled in the House and House bills in the Senate. the second half of session all uh, starts over again. Each of the bills have to go through the same process that they did uh, in the original House, and they have to uh, pass through committee and be voted out of the chamber, or they they don't make it. Uh, Quite a few bills that have passed the first half won't get a hearing in the second half. And so uh, even though they passed the first chamber, they they won't pass the second. So uh, we're just we're just at the end of the first half and getting ready to start the second
0: half. And, of course, the uh, biennial budget is the only uh, bill required to pass during the session. I understand that uh, uh, House Bill uh, 1001 uh, passed last week, and it's now off to the Senate.
1: That's right, Tom. The budget uh, is uh, passed last Thursday, and it will be beginning to be heard. It will be assigned to Senate Appropriations Committee, where they'll begin to hear the budget, um, just like the House did. The last two months, they'll take uh, testimony from various stakeholders that are uh, interested in the budget for one way or the other. And, uh, and the Senate will put its, quote, fingerprints on the budget. Of course, the budget starts with the governor's proposal, then the House massages that, and then the Senate further makes their changes. So we'll see what it looks like. We'll see the budget back sometime at, after the end of the second half, which should take place around the middle of April. Giving us the last 10 days or so of session to deal with uh, working out the differences uh, between the versions of bills that passed the House and the Senate. That's called, by the way, Conference Committee.
0: All right. And then uh, some uh, bills of note, uh, House bills, the note, Randy, uh, House Bill uh, 1321. And uh, uh, can you give us that uh, understanding that this is regarding uh, law enforcement training board and uh, some minimum standards? Mm-hmm.
1: It is, uh, Tom. This bill actually builds on a bill that um, we passed in 2021. I was the sponsor of the bill, Senate Bill 77, which laid the the groundwork for mental health training for uh, public safety. And this bill, authored by Representative Garcia Wilburn, uh, continues that. And it requires the Law Enforcement Training Board to establish minimum standards for basic training and annual in-service training that addresses mental health and wellness for law enforcement officers. It also uh, takes in uh, career firefighters and EMTs and and paramedics. Um, The training is required for police, fire, and EMS, but not required for volunteer firefighters. That's not to say it's not available. It is. It's just not required, and that was at their request. So um, um, what this is all about, Tom, is suicide prevention and public safety. Uh, Suicide and uh, police and fire and EMS is far higher than the general population, and uh, it has to be addressed. Uh, I can tell you that in my career, I had two firefighters that I uh, had worked closely with in my battalion that killed themselves, and I had no idea that they were even contemplating it. Um, And so we we have to recognize that this is real, it's a real issue, and we have to uh, provide training and treatment for it so that uh, we can prevent this individual from getting so um, uh, distraught to the point where they would consider hurting themselves.
0: And then uh, House Bill uh, 1608, uh, this is uh, regarding that um, uh, about this is related to uh, school and uh, employees, staff members, and uh, uh, things being used by a school to provide instruction uh I guess you can call it the uh, human sexuality, um, you know, regarding is, grades K through 3.
1: It is. Oh, it's about gender identity, uh, and it's about uh, uh, training or teaching uh, sexual orientation to a little kid. Uh, the bill prohibits that from kindergarten through third grade. Uh, we just don't think it's appropriate uh, Little a child be worried about such things. They have so many things to worry about, including getting started in life, but uh, we just don't think it's appropriate. The other thing that the bill does is it sets standards for when an individual can change their um, pronoun, their their name. Maybe they want to go from a female name to a male, a male to a female. Um, They can only do that in a certain way. It has to be if they're a minor, their parent has to agree to it. And if um, if they are going to do it, it has to begin at the beginning of the school year. It can't be it. In the middle of the year, Uh, just trying to set down some parameters here and some common sense measures uh, for uh, for some of the situation that has occurred over the last few years with some of this gender identity.
0: Now, have you heard uh, of um, instances of you know things of this nature in uh, Indiana schools?
1: I have not much, but I have, Uh, and I also have had many parents. Uh, Tell me that they did not believe that their small child should be taught anything about gender identity in kindergarten, first, second grade. And so, yeah, I have Tom.
0: And then another one is uh, the Stop the Bleed uh, donation pull. This is House Bill 1396.
1: House Bill 1396, Tom, was authored by Representative Mike Andrade. And uh, what it does is it provides uh, a way for... community organizations to donate money, individuals to donate money to a Stop the Bleed program, uh, where it would then provide Stop the Bleed kits for police cars. Um, Just last Friday night, Saturday morning, uh, Vermillion County had a deputy shot and he was life was saved with a tourniquet. Uh, That's the kind of thing that the Stop the Bleed kit provides. This would be for police cars. Um, We also heard testimony in committee, Tom, that um, The uh, police officer is often the first person on the scene of an emergency. And um, in one case, the officer testified he was first on the scene of a motorcycle accident where the individual's leg was uh, critically, terribly injured, and uh, he uh, saved the individual's life with a tourniquet. Um, Someone who has a arterial bleed can bleed to death in under three minutes. Even in the best emergency medical system, uh, the response time isn't going to be that quick. Um, but in a lot of cases, the police officers, they're quicker than the police and fire. I mean, the fire and the EMS because they're already in their car. They're already mobile. They're already moving about the community, and they come on it uh, first. So this is uh, just one more way that we can uh, provide necessary gear for our public safety officials, not only to treat themselves when they're hurt, and, and but also... Uh, the, the general
0: population yeah, as they as they say uh, seconds count so uh, uh, and as far as um, some uh, uh, looking ahead to uh, the rest of this week of course we talked about uh, mm-hmm. deadline day uh, um, anything else that uh, will uh, that you, you expect will uh, uh, garner a lot of attention uh, attention shall we say
1: well beginning of tomorrow uh, senate bills will begin to be uh, assigned on what's called a bill list um, a bill list is where the speaker will list all the bills that came over from the Senate. A bill cannot be heard in the second half it didn't pass in the first half. So many bills that were drafted and didn't get a hearing are no longer available. So all we're talking about now is bills that pass the Senate or bills that passed the House. And then those bills must be heard and go through the committee process and pass the floor. And So this a bill list is developed, which says this is the bill title, this is what it's about. This is the author. and This is the committee it's going to. Those committee chairs, like myself, the chair of the Veterans Affairs and Public Safety Committee, will then begin to assign these bills, uh, to uh, schedule these bills for a hearing. Some of them will get a hearing. Some of them won't. And uh, and so there will be uh, further uh, bills that won't make it right across the finish line. But uh, that's what will happen now. So next week, late this week, next week, um, the on the House floor and Senate floor would be pretty small. Um, and, and by the end of uh, March, early April, the days will be long again like they were in this last week or two, uh, as the bills move from committee onto the floor in the final two weeks is conference committee where we work out the differences.
0: And again, what's the best way uh, people can get in hold of you, Randy? 317-512-0128. All right. Very good. Well, State Representative Randy Fry, we appreciate your time as always. Stay well and look forward to talking to you again next Monday morning. Thank you, Tom.